0: The Ten Commandments are here, and they are not to be fucked with. At least that's what their power level says. So let's put on our earring scouter things, and you know, let's check out the power level of the first half of Seven Deadly Sins Season 3. Cody, 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 we are back once again. How the hell are you?
1: Oh, man, I am great. How are you doing?
0: Me too, my friend. I am doing excellent, excellent. And guys, this is Shonen and Suds. We are back covering season we're beginning season three or the netflix season three um i feel like we're doing like this crazy like final fantasy thing well six is two and four is five you know whatever six is three four is two mm-hmm. but uh we are here for netflix season three uh the first half episodes one through 12 of seven deadly sins and uh cody this one was a mixed bag for me um
1: yeah we with got... some yeah, we got. No, go
0: ahead, please, th- th- no, please, please. please, please, There's just a
1: lot here. Uh, a lot of backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Not a, a little bit of fighting as well. Um, not as much as I expected um, for what happens in this. Um, but mm-hmm. Chris, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We actually, uh, we got to say our names. I think, right? Maybe. Oh,
0: I mean, I mean, I guess. So. <laughs> I mean, let me check my underwear real quick. Uh, uh, yep, it's me. I'm your host, Chris Adams.
1: <laughs> and I am Cody Snodgrass. <laughs>
0: And Cody, Cody, Cody. Like I said, this just—I'm really, really invested in this show. I really like the characters. I like the story so far. So, like, I, I get very excited when we start. When, you know, when when this cast starts, so I'm I, I'm very much ready to dive in. But um, you know, we we can't do that yet, Cody, because you know, we there's a whole half of this podcast we got to talk about, and that is, what you drinking. crisp crack of uh
1: well chris you know i'm a man of my word and uh last week i talked about that i was gonna pick up the uh aloha beaches is that what you're drinking that's what i'm drinking i got the natural light yeah. seltzer aloha beaches
0: dude take a sip it's the best thing ever
1: give me one moment
0: mm, I'm, I'm, i want you to get that first sip i want i want to experience it with you oh yeah that's good ain't it yeah that's great yeah it, it's it's it shouldn't be that good. For something with the words natural light on the side <laughs> of the can. it should not be that good.
1: Yeah, that is definitely good. I, lo- I love the catchphrases they have at the bottom when mango and peach go beach mode.
0: Dude, that's, it's so great. Like they, they That's what I'm saying, man. They, they know who they're for, and whoever they got putting that shit together, they need to get that guy or gal a raise.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's pretty good. Yeah,
0: I knew you'd like it. Well, I am doing an encore... Cody, I'm going with a can of Guinness one more time. This shit was so good last week, I had to have another.
1: love that. Okay. Mm, it Seems just good. hits the spot. Mm. Now, does Natural Light have any more flavors of these seltzers, or is it just these two? I
0: don't know. I, I've only seen those two. I feel like once you go beyond the seltzer, beyond the seltzer, that's that's our next podcast, um, <laughs> I feel like you, you, you really downgrade into Natty Rush mode.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't.
0: I don't think we're ready to traverse that. Like that's for like the next time we run Afro Samurai, uh, Resurrection, or something. Yeah, that, like that that
1: might be for, like the next live action film. Oh, there you go. go so you, you you get it. But there's a lot of flavors in Natty Rush. I don't know.
0: Oh man, the blue yeah, one.
1: You guys will just have to stay tuned for the the suds half of this podcast. Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that because I am I am not looking forward to that. You know? Oh,
1: Natty Rush. <laughs> It it will be here. Don't worry. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I know it will be, and that's the it's, look. I know I'm going to have to watch some shitty anime, and I know I'm going to have to drink some shitty stuff. So I'm I'm prepared. I, I know what I'm getting into.
1: That's right. Uh, speaking, speaking of, yeah,
0: we're going to do it too. <laughs> did we just have a moment? Did we just have a segue moment where we were both going for the same thing?
1: I think we did. Well, I'm you gonna let you, drink, I'm, I'm
0: gonna let you I'm go gonna, though. Oh no, 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 sir, sir. I you know I'm typically there, but you know, you you just. You, you were behind me and then you just whoop, and I, do it and this is your race to win sir go ahead
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah speaking of things that get that we're getting into chris we're gonna dive into episode one of season three of the seven deadly sins here
0: absolutely and um but like like we were kind of talking about before um there's a lot of little, little nuances in these 12 episodes it's a lot of it's a lot of Bringing the narrative that we've already seen, like really bringing a lot more context to that, but also clearly setting us up for some major confrontations here um, that I, again, this is all, this is a, a first watch for me. So I'm going to assume a lot of these fights with uh, the now revealed and we'll get, well, you know, I don't want to go jump too far ahead, but you know, we see the 10, we meet the 10 commandments like full on here in this section and clearly, there's a pecking order, you know, there's a very, you know, it's very much an anime trope where you've got your, there's clearly a leader, who is probably extremely powerful. And I feel like that's going to get its own like half season with them fighting. Um, so I don't know, I, I, I'm excited to see how we go. But yeah, let's go ahead and get right into uh, episode one, where we're starting with uh, with some nightmares.
1: Yeah, we see Elizabeth and she's in like like you said a nightmare. It's almost like a dream sequence type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Meliodas is there too, and he's kind of got his like shadowy mode on, whatever we call that. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think we have a name for it just yet. Um, but he's fighting against these sh- shadowy figures, and there's ten of them, I believe. Um, yep. And then one of them is kind of revealed. He's kind of like smoky, like in front of him. Um, but he ha- he has a similar symbol. To Meliodas. He almost looks like Meliodas, like with black hair and like styled a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we, we flash back to present time and, uh, the kingdom, the king of Leonis, he actually wants to give the sins medals for like their courage of like saving the town.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With the, uh, and of course we're talking about their battle that they had in season one with the new generation.
1: Mm hmm. Um, and then we see Bon, and he actually tells Meliodas that he's quitting the Seven Deadly Sins. Um,
0: oh, you're, you're, you're going to skip the whole dress-up part?
1: <laughs> like,
0: oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, 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 again, it goes back to there are a lot of little random things. I, yeah, there's, definitely. There's a lot of fan service shit in this first half, too, which you know how I feel about that. But like before we get into like, the meat of this, like they're all like, I've got a new outfit. You've got a new outfit. Bon, where's your new outfit? Yep. <laughs> going through with sparkle, you know.
1: It's just like, uh... oh, and actually, so anyway, actually, also about that dream sequence that happened. Uh, it turns out the end portion mm-hmm. of season one was actually just a dream, like where Elizabeth, like Meliodas, shows up to the window of the like their dinner, and she like mm-hmm. basically goes, "Hey, I'm going with the sins," and then like Bond goes off on his own. That was all a dream sequence, but it's starting to come true, mm-hmm. which I think will matter a little bit. Down the line Because it seems like Elizabeth kind of has Like some Similar premonitions That her Her mm-hmm. father does Well
0: that's a hell of a way To say The show's not over That was a dream <laughs> sequence that, That's classic The fucking classic
1: Yeah it's like We have the ending Of season one And then we have The the little Signs of a holy war Kind of retcon that A little bit And then turns out mm-hmm. The ending of season one Was a dream It's a lot going on here um, yes, yes But anyhow The king plans to Uh give these guys medals for their c- courage and all this stuff. Um, Bond does Bond tell...
0: puts in his two-week notice. Yeah,
1: says he's going to quit the sins and he's heading to the Fairy King Forest. Uh, and King actually decides to, to follow after him to f- see what he's up to.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, us, the Watcher, kind of already, Norris, the Viewer, you know, we we have a good idea why he's going to that forest.
1: Yeah, Bond pretty much has one motive. and mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. So, next day, they're... The remaining sins, they go to their, uh, their, like, medal receiving ceremony. Uh, and we got some hecklers in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Meliodas actually calls him out, and, uh, this is where we see Hawks first. Uh, <laughs> he breaks out the scouter from Dragon Ball Z, Chris. Oh,
0: God, this little, like, Ninja Star earring thing that he's got on, and it's just like, uh, like, I remember, like, when they were first going over power I'm like what the what the fuck is this like why all of a sudden are we why are we talking why are we throwing numbers into how like I hate Cody I'm not gonna lie I hate this shit I hate it this is this is the biggest the biggest pain in the ass and the thing that it it almost completely derailed me and I know that's such a weird thing like such a real nitpicky thing but it's like it just takes it out it just it just kind of takes me out of what's happening you know what I mean
1: yeah it doesn't really make sense for the like the setting that we're in for there to be like <laughs> this weird technology that can read power levels like, like I get... if there
0: was like an aura like if it could like if it could talk about their aura like hey you know i sense a very strike this aura is bigger than his or it's you know what i mean like something like that would have been better
1: yeah and he's hawks received this from merlin it's something that she made um but it's basically like the scouter that you'd see in Dragon Ball Z. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like like Chris said, it's, it's pretty annoying. Um, but so we
0: have to deal with it for the rest of the fucking show, I'm going to assume. Because we have to deal with it for the rest of the, everything I've seen. Goddamn power levels pop up, and we're doing that shit. Cody, Cody, we're, we, I, I, not to jump ahead, but I, <laughs> I, get, I, I get real dug in on this kind of stuff. When characters are going to power up and get stronger and train, it's just going to be like, "Oh my god, his power level is now blah 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 blah." It's like, "God damn it, it's such a throwaway line." It's just I don't, I, I don't need to know what number is associated. Like, like I don't, I know they're going to be strong. I, I know they're going to fight the villain. They're probably going to get their ass beat. Then they're going to be stronger. Then they're going to win. And then the next villain they fight is going to be stronger than them. So they've got to power up. Yeah, you know, I've seen this shit before. I don't need a trinket to, <laughs> to guide me down that path.
1: Yeah. Like it was only cool in dragon ball Z, I think. Yes. That's, that's the, the only place. It's the one sense. exception. Like though it's over 9,000 crushes the scouter. We never see the scouters again, except for like maybe some random little side villains. And yeah, I don't know. There's a <laughs> lot of villains in DBZ that randomly wear a scouter and get their yeah, ass beat. So, so weird. We're
0: use Arbon. <laughs>
1: Um, but anyhow, we got Hawk reading all these power levels, and uh, he reveals that th- or they, re- these these hecklers in the crowd, they're apparently members of, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but like the Pleiades of the Azure Sky.
0: It sounds good to me.
1: Pilates of the Azure Sky, let's go with oh, that. Oh, the Pilates
0: <laughs> of the Azure Sky. They're, you know, they're an exercise cult. It's great.
1: Just another group with a like a term that's just way too long. Um, mm mm-hmm. Kind of like the Roars of Dawn and whatever that other one was. Um, oh yeah! But they the, the... they attempt to challenge Meliodas basically, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> he makes quick work out of the first guy, which I believe his name is Dogetto.
0: Yep, there was uh, there was Dogetto, uh I think their names are Death Pierce and Wally. That's and like Wallow, Walo or something <laughs> like
1: that. Yeah, I, I only bothered writing down the one's name, and I don't remember well, how like it was pronounced. Well, like the
0: like. The only one that really matters, honestly.
1: Yeah, because Meliodas just kind of whips his ass, and they kind of, they kind of mm-hmm. back off and let him have their moment, getting their, uh, getting their medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we flash to King and Bond for a little bit, um, and like now we know King's he's sticking with Bond to basically see wh- whatever's going on. Um, and then Chris, we get a, we get our trio of troublemakers.
0: Dude, see, I, I, I'm, I, I'm glad we're introducing. I, I love the adventures that Mm -hmm. they go on in this first half um i wanted to see more of them just saying
1: no yeah definitely because these are some of our favorite characters we got Gil thunder and hauser and of course Mm -hmm.
0: and i'm glad that he's finally become like he's got like a home now away from um veronica
1: right yeah saturdays are for the boys right so that's right damn right
0: (laughs) adventures saturday adventures are for the boys
1: that's right um and they've gotten some advice from merlin uh like to discover the truth, and uh, they look in Dreyfus's room, because um, grimora he he doesn't believe that like his father's like would ever do anything to, like harm Princess Elizabeth, so he knows something fishy's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we flash back to kind of like uh, what Episode Four of The Signs of a Holy War showed us, where like Hendrickson and Dreyfus succeed in reviving the Ten Commandments, and this causes like tremors to go throughout all of Britannia uh, and Meliodas senses them and he, he knows that they've returned. Uh, and that's pretty much the end of episode one.
0: Yep. So we're getting some, uh, some build up. We're, we're getting, we're, we're seeing what pretty much all of our groups of characters are going to be doing. Obviously we've got three groups to, to follow here. We've got Bon and King. We've got the, uh, the Goonies, uh, <laughs> Gil Thunder, um, Hauser, and, um, Greamor. Um uh, Thank you. I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was about to call him something else, uh, <laughs> Keith. His name is Keith, <laughs> fucking bandit Keith. Um, but yeah, so like clearly the, the the forks in the road have been set. So you know, we just dive right on in.
1: Yeah, episode, episode two. Episode two. Yeah, we're introduced to the to the Ten Commandments now. Um, yep. And I have not written down all of their names. I write. I'm kind of just going to mention them as they come up uh, because. Mm-hmm. They flashed their names for about a second on the screen, and I didn't have time to just keep pausing and writing. Yeah, cause... I think
0: uh, like the, the first one is Froden, Froudon. Frodo Baggins!
1: Yeah, Froden, and there's Gallon, there's a ton. Um, yep. But they're kind of talking that there was this war 3,000 years ago, and they're just kind of saying stuff about their past. Um, and then after that, we get their little introduction scene, uh, we flash over to Bon and King, and now... Our old pal Jericho, she's she's caught up, um, and she's g- kind of decides to stick with Bond.
0: I'm glad she's back. I like Jericho.
1: No, yeah, definitely. And she definitely has the hots for Bond.
0: Um, oh, <laughs> she is hot for teacher. That's for damn
1: sure. Yeah, and eventually they reach the, the Fairy King forest. Um, and it's a little different than what we would expect because the fairies are calling Bond the Fairy King, and they're calling King or Harley Quinn. They're basically just referring to him as a traitor because he... Yeah.
0: Because he, like, left
1: them. Yeah. And they kind of blame him for what happened to Elaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which while, is so funny. While this is all going on, you got or, Um, We're kind of back to it with the trio. Um, and I'm just going to refer to those three as the trio. The Goonies, is uh, what I'm calling. Yeah, yeah, or the Goonies. That's fine, too. <laughs> uh, so they set off on their own adventure. Um, kind of, it's just like a, a reshowing of them, like, believing that Dreyfus was... Like not the real Dreyfus That he's like an imposter mm-hmm. uh, And then we get a little Little girl A little girl moment With Elizabeth and Deanne Where Elizabeth is talking about like How her feelings for Meliodas And uh Turns out that uh Our good old pal Deanne She has her uh Her memories have started to return And she remembers that She actually loves King
0: Yeah I was You know I was so happy to see this Cody I, I was But <sighs>
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> some some things happen along this way. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, yes,
1: damn. Just when we think our boy king's gonna finally get his girl. Um, That's right. And speaking of which, we flash back to him, and uh, he's kind of bummed out because like how he's treated by the fairies, and he can't like look Elaine in the face. Obviously, she's dead at this point. And like but, and
0: like people but, are like throwing rocks and shit at him. Man. <laughs> they yeah. they don't. They do not like him.
1: Yeah, they they are not big fans of him, and they have like. Elaine's body is, like, preserved on, like, a bed of flowers. mm mm-hmm. um, And this is where King actually discovers that Helbram, his spirit is actually living on inside of his helmet because he took Helbram's helmet with him.
0: mm mm-hmm. But well, that was part of his uh, his outfit. Um, when you know, Again, we're in the last episode, when they all had their new outfits. Uh, mm-hmm. King's was pretty much the same, but he had the helmet. He had Helbram's helmet. Um, right. I guess, like, attached to his hood, or he wears it around, like, the back.
1: Yeah, so he's kind of got Helbrim as like a little, a little friend, kind of to give him advice, and he tells him that Elaine wants him to protect Bond, kind of like some of the same stuff that we've heard before.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and this is where Bond reveals to King that uh, Deanne's memory has actually returned, mm-hmm. which obviously he's, he's a. Take a pic. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we flash back to the girls, and we see our old pal Zeal, uh, yeah. and he, he like approaches, and it turns out he doesn't remember anything. Like, they, I think they ask, like, where's Gila? And he's like, who's that? Who am I? He, like, he has no idea, like, who he is. He's lost all of his memory.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, is, uh... We
1: got a lot of stuff happening here. We also see, uh, Gother. Merlin gives Gother some medicine. He, th- he throws it out. Um, turns out this is medicine that's, like, meant to control him. Like, to kind of keep him, like, from lashing out. Um, so, a lot, lot of stuff happening here.
0: There, there's some neat stuff with Gother in this season. I actually had like a, oh shit moment in this season when it comes to Gother.
1: Yeah, it turns out... Um,
0: oh, but we can't forget, my man Hawk fucking just faces all of those pills, by the
1: way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. can't forget about that. Um, but Yeah, while, while that's all going on, Merlin and Meliodas, they kind of talk about the past, or like the, I'm sorry, not the past, but the Commandments. Uh, and while this is going on, we got Deanne and Liz And they actually take Zeal back to Gila uh, And Gila actually has no memory either She only has memory of Gother uh, mm-hmm. And they're kind of like a pair Like a like a couple or something um, mm-hmm. And Gother reveals that he's Manipulated Zeal and Gila's memories Cause like
0: Cause he doesn't understand like um, It's weird, He he's like He's like Data off of Star Trek The Next Generation Like does not understand emotions Wants to try to like like, I don't, I want to know, yeah, you know, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. That's our, that's our other karaoke jam.
1: That's right. Um, and he through uses like, uh, his blackout ability to kind of knock out everybody and like all the townspeople. Uh, it's like we get the, the power levels again. It's like everybody that has like a power level of spirit under 400 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this, obviously, Dan's upset about this and she kind of takes a stand against him. And uh, now we're diving right in episode three.
0: Well, and th- isn't it here where um? Oh no, not yeah, It's in the next episode. Sorry, I. Okay. No, like, I it. just get so excited. I want to keep on going.
1: No, we're, we're, I want we're, you we're... to show me. <laughs> we're moving right along. Uh, Dean and Gother they have a little a little fight. Um, and at the end of that, oh, scrap. Yeah, he ends up restoring Gila and Zeal's memories. Um. And then we flash over to the to the bad guys that they're. Uh, their little like their little cath- hideout,
0: their honeycomb hideout.
1: Yeah. Um
0: Which looks like a, I don't know. It's it's like it's almost like a. It looks like oysters, like a like a coral reef kind of. It's it's weird. It's almost like the like to me the first thing I thought I was like oh this is like an evil version of like the fairy tree like the big tree in the fairy kingdom.
1: Yeah, it almost so, kind of seems like that. Mm-hmm. Like an evil version of the great tree. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh Then we get to see our old buddy Slater. He com- He makes a return, back from the Roars of Dawn. Another unnecessary right. name. Uh.
0: This 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 <laughs> shit. By the way, um, the fact because I know this is what's coming. The fact that he starts referring to Merlin as fucking big sister for the rest of the thing. It's like, <clears throat> Cody, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to continue?
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's that bullshit. But uh. It's one of those things I could see past.
1: (laughs) Um, But Merlin, uh, his big sister Merlin, assigns him with uh, watching over Gother's true form, um, Mm -hmm. which it turns out, Chris, Gother is a small doll who was created by a powerful magician. And I don't know about you, Chris, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, I literally said Geppetto. Like, is he (laughs) (laughs) Pinocchio?
0: I would laugh my ass off if that's who it was.
1: And I don't, I can't remember if that's actually a thing, but like, the oh, first thing God. I said was like Pinocchio and Geppetto? Is that what this is? Is that what we got going on here?
0: But I actually thought that was really cool. Um, and it also kind of makes sense when they reveal it. It's like, oh yeah, like all the signs point to go being just kind of a, a vessel or just a a shell or a I don't I, I did I never thought the word doll like an actual like puppet. Mm-hmm. but I always thought just like a vessel because it makes sense, right? Because if you go back to when we first met Gother with the suit of armor and, you know, like, it just, like, very, like, Alphonse Elric kind of thing. Like, you're just kind of this shell with, I mean, but in this case, you don't have a soul, so there are some differences, but you see what I'm getting at.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he, he seemed like something was, like, odd about him or off. Like, he didn't quite understand, like, human emotion yeah. and stuff like that.
0: And by the way, didn't Gila just, like, pieces out here? Yeah, her yeah. and Zeal are just like bye.
1: Yeah, because I think they're they're kind of upset with. Well, they're actually not even really that upset with Gother. She actually ends up thanking him before they leave, like before they head off on their own.
0: And he's like dumped.
1: Yeah, I just got dumped. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and Meliodas he asks Slater to come along with the sins because they're they're a couple men short. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool. We get to see Slater kind of hang out with the with the squad.
0: Yeah, now didn't um, if my memory serves me correctly, didn't Dreyfus kill a couple members of the Roars of Dawn in season one?
1: See, that's what I was—I was trying to think if that if he actually killed them because when Elizabeth does her like pow, her like superpower thing, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, some people got restored, mm-hmm. but I'm—I can't remember if they've actually died. You're talking about like. There was like a dude or a girl, a guy or a girl with a bow. Yeah,
0: there, there was a yeah. Well, there was ha- pretty much Hawkeye. Like we, we had the dime store Avengers uh, right. with these guys. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen them, so I don't know. Like, it's just odd that oh, hey, it's Slater.
1: Yeah, we'll just put we'll just put them in a, in a category with Gila and Zeal. Like exactly yeah. out of sight, out of mind for that? now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but Merlin senses a magical presence in Camelot. Um, and obviously she's kind of like tries to watch over King Arthur, so she teleports the whole crew there, including the Boar's Hat, Hawk's Mom, everybody. Uh, and they discover that a golem is actually attacking Camelot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Chris, actually, this is where I have in my notes, Slater is Merlin's younger brother, which... Uh, <laughs> God, God, don't, God damn it, dude. Who knows it if that's... Me, yeah, it's, it,
0: I hate it, I hate it. He's like, hmm. Because like, like, at first he seems like he's like super, like Slater... Super infatuated with her, like, oh man, like, 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 like he's just gonna worship the ground she walks on, like, oh, like she's just gonna be, like, she's gonna have him like in the palm of her hand, and then it's just like, uh, she's my big sister. I'm gonna call her big sister, and it's like, ah, uh, you know what? Fuck this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of odd. It almost reminds me a little bit of, I don't even remember the name from Afro Samurai Resurrection. Lucy Liu's character like how uh how he like randomly just has like a a little sister that wasn't in the original show I, I just don't like because like Slater has seen Merlin in season one like at the very end of season mm-hmm. one and he doesn't go like hey sister like
0: <laughs> yeah like it's just it's just weird and out of nowhere like it, ma- it makes no sense
1: yeah, like when we meet like even like when we meet jericho's brother like we know it's jericho's brother they say like hey brother sister yada 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 like it's just it's odd um uh, but anyhow moving on moving right along uh, meliodas kind of hops in arthur's kind of commanding the troops to fight this giant golem um and meliodas comes and helps him out I mean, arthur's actually gets grabbed and while meliodas is saving him he breaks his new sword that the old man had actually given to him
0: yeah, that was from uh, Liz.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is where it's revealed that it turns out Merlin actually has Meliodas' sacred treasure, which is another sword called Lost Vein, uh, and she actually gives it back to him. Uh, Meliodas uses this. Um, he actually, he kind <laughs> of. By kinda... the
0: way, okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to jump in. I didn't want to. interrupt oh, you're good, your you're Thought, good. but I just kind of had to, right? Because, like, I don't know i like the fact that they mention oh yeah you know because they, they mentioned earlier that Meliodas sold his 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 treasure mm-hmm. and merlin's like by the way i bought it back from a merchant i'm just like what the fuck ever that seems awfully convenient that you just bought it back and you have it you know i i would have much rather it just been kind of like this continuing ongoing joke that i don't need it uh, and like maybe he finds it like he's getting his ass beat and he just happens to find it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like maybe I wanted to play the long game with that, with his treasure.
1: Mm. -hmm. Nah, I I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, it turns out Merlin has one other thing of Meliodas and we'll get to that here in a, here in a few episodes. Um, but Mm -hmm. Meliodas kind of uses his, uh, what I like to call shadow clones. If anybody's watching Naruto, um, he like makes copies of himself and ends up defeating the golem. Um, kind of saves camelot basically uh meanwhile the fairy king forest is uh growing at an alarming rate and uh entei one of the the like lesser fairies she reveals to king that bond has actually been coming to the forest like periodically over like every couple years and we get a scene of like bond like draining his blood back into the forest so it turns out bond's the one that's been like because obviously he has the the fountain of youth inside of him so like he's Pretty much giving life to the fairy king's forest, uh, which I
0: thought was really neat. That his blood has been what's maintained. It just—I don't know. Like this goes back to the narrative becoming, you know, full, coming full circle.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, it kind of makes you uh, kind of—it makes me like Bond more because um, mm-hmm. obviously he's made some really dumb decisions in the past, uh, but this one's like—it's—it's it's cool to see him. Uh, it's like another side of him almost. Uh, but that quickly gets interrupted because an- another large golem uh actually appears outside of that of the fairy king forest and that's where this episode ends
0: mhm uh, and we we haven't they haven't said the name of these things yet have they
1: the you talking about the, the name that starts with an a
0: yeah, it's uh, Albion's is what they're, like, the, the official name. I just don't okay. remember if they said it yet or if that's something down the road. They
1: say it down the road, but I didn't write it down. I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I wrote Golem on the first one, and I just kind of stuck with Golem.
0: Yeah, because, like, I saw the name Albion, and I was like, oh, it's like the, like the world you live in in Fable. <laughs> that's how I remembered it.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> um, but anyhow, moving right along into episode four, we actually see Hendrickson, uh... And it doesn't seem like he's very evil. He's, like, kind of, like, obviously he's still pretty messed up, and he's trying to warn, basically, the the like, everybody in Britannia about the commandments, and he vows to bring, like, the real Dreyfus back to life. Um, so it's interesting because, uh, I don't know, if Hendrickson wants to bring the real Dreyfus back to life, I don't know why he's helping, like, the imposter Dreyfus, quote-unquote. Because uh-huh. it seems like he was all in on bringing back the commandments just two episodes before this so i'm very confused on his motives
0: well like they um yeah even like the flashback like the whole flashback thing with them i i thought it was a little confusing
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm, I'm not sure where hendrickson's like true loyalty lays or lies um but anyhow back to present like present time at the fairy king forest uh king starts to fight this uh this, this demon golem, whatever you said, Chris. What's the name? Oh, Albion. Albion, yeah. This Albion. Um, and while he's fighting that, we got this strange fairy girl uh, who we haven't, we haven't seen before. And she's actually talking oh. with Bon. And Jericho's trying to get in to where Bon's at. Obviously, he's with Elaine. Uh, and by the time Jericho gets through, um, this this fairy, is it Gearhead? Gear. Gerhard, something? Uh, Gerhard. Yeah. Uh, but she's actually like... She, her and Bond, they, they start fighting. Uh, because she believes that King's like the true fairy king or something or another. Um, but she eventually impales Bond right as Jericho kind of gets into the room. And she plans to like use Bond's blood to obviously keep the forest alive. Which is very strange because Bond was already keeping the forest alive by coming there every like couple years so
0: i yeah the, the, it gets a little i don't know like, like again like this is where it get, the water gets a little murky here
1: yeah because like he's he's keeping the forest alive with his blood anyhow and now she wants to impale him and like have him be there forever to keep the forest alive. i you know what i don't know this is a side character and i literally don't give a shit about her uh
0: <laughs> yeah no no that's absolutely just, like it's just it's her motives just seem like a plot device to move this episode forward
1: yeah i felt like it was just to keep bond distracted for a minute while King fights the the giant the guy yeah i'll be on alone which
0: i love how like yeah the fat one outside of Camelot, which i mean was a really cool fight um and then you got like this old fucking like <laughs> i don't know it looks like the i don't know like gumby kind of <laughs> out here it's so weird
1: yeah definitely um <laughs> uh And so King and him are fighting. It's a pretty cool little fight. Uh, The fairies actually, like, uh, kind of recognize King as quote-unquote King or Harley Quinn as King. It's kind of tough getting those Mm -hmm. names confused. It's a lot of Kings there. Um, Yes. Like you said, the Gumby Giant actually cuts the Great Tree right in half.
0: Yeah, I couldn't fucking believe that shit.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Um, And King's he's getting emotional, and obviously we know he gets super powerful.
0: Dude, when he fucking when he does that thing and like all of a sudden like this giant like flaming cross just appears where this critter was, where old fucking Gumby
1: was. <laughs> yeah. But so basically, we got Harley. Cool. We got Harley Quinn here. He goes Super Saiyan two, mm-hmm. uh, releases his sacred treasure, which apparently is another version of using their sacred treasure, and then just completely annihilates Gumby. <laughs> That's pretty much what my notes say here. Uh, he <laughs> annihilates Gumby. Yeah, Super Saiyan two Harley Quinn kills Gumby, uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's another. What's the name, Chris? Damn, I can't remember that. Albion. Thing. Albion. I'm gonna need you to say that. That's all right. Actually, that, that's our last Albion for a little bit here. Um,
0: yes. Well, what was also cool too, and um, when. Um, uh, I don't think we covered it, but when, when Meliodas is fighting his, he all of a sudden has, like, the clones. He can make clones of himself.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant when I said shadow clones. Oh, oh It's almost go. like Naruto's shadow clone jutsu. Oh, yeah, like...
0: I, yeah I, don't, I don't know Naruto. Oh, sorry. I don't know Naruto Cody. All, a... all I know is believe it.
1: <laughs> There's got to be other, like, cloning in anime. I just can't think of another example at this moment.
0: No, that's a good one. But I thought that I thought that was actually really cool. That that's what his uh his sword lets him do, and that comes into play a lot later. And yeah. you may have mentioned that. I just don't think I I put two and two together.
1: Yeah, if I use a Naruto reference, I'll have to like.
0: You will have to you have to you have to mansplain it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Actually, we flash back to Meliodas and Camelot, and he's telling Arthur that the the commandments have been brought back. Uh, and this is where we get, like you said, we got to pay attention to detail uh, in some of these episodes because we see, Deanne, she kind of has like excuse me got a seltzer burp um aloha beaches (laughs) yeah she she's getting like her head's getting fuzzy and you kind of see her eyes glow like purple just for like a second um but then obviously we get gallant of the ten commandments the first one to arrive uh and he he slams down in camelot of course at a power level of twenty six thousand. if anybody's of course if anybody's keeping track of those uh, and then, now we're, we're we're diving right into episode five. Um,
0: yeah, as I was gonna say, because Galvan definitely—it's you know—it's it, the foil of a of the classic villain, right? Like everyone's telling him, it's like you're not ready to go back, which is kind of funny that when he's not at full strength, he's at twenty six thousand. Which I mean, th- this is where I understand the concept of a power level. Like if he's that powerful, not at full strength, how powerful is he at full strength? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? gallon know and and i i like gallon he's i mean he's really the first one we've gotten to kind of see do some things or like have a little bit of like a personality so you know i'm curious to see I was very curious to see how he fights and this next episode was actually really really good
1: yeah um but right before we get into the fight we get the great tree is restored and King's wounds get healed thanks to bond's blood obviously because he can basically grant eternal life sort like he has eternal life essentially um but yeah we flash back to gallant he kind of flattens a good portion of the city of camelot or camelot in one one swipe uh and him him and meliodas kind of start to go at it uh and merlin they try to hop in and help Mm -hmm. um it's pretty cool fight
0: um i mean gallant beats the shit out of everything like he's very much like and it, again, this, it just kind of gives us some of the gravity to how powerful these commandments really are, because he just, I mean, he just fucking dumpsters.
1: Everybody. Yeah, like yeah, all, like, all, I, all the sins he, like, chops off on a Slater's arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also revealed to be the commandment of truth. Um, mm-hmm. And anybody that lies in, in, like, his presence gets turned to stone. And Merlin, I can't remember what she says, but she's she lies about something. Mm-hmm. So and just...
0: Just and, dead. I don't want to say dead, but like for like for all intents and purposes, she's dead.
1: Yeah, she's turned. Physically. A, she's turned to stone at least for now. Um, mm-hmm. And then it it almost seems like he he kills everybody here, which fortunately we get to breathe a sigh of relief here in a second. Um,
0: yeah, because I was just like, because he like he stabs Meliodas through the chest. They like he stabs him in the fucking face. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Stabs him in the face. Yeah. I was like, holy shit and then like he, like he uh he cuts
1: well, DN down and then he like yeah. cuts the head off of Merlin's statue. I'm like, wait. And a like minute.
0: stabs through Slater and like the only thing he can't do is break through the cubes that Arthur and Elizabeth are in.
1: Yeah, thanks to like Merlin's magic. Um mm-hmm. but it turns out that Gother had uh had like a uh, what he manipul- manipulated the memories. Yep. Um so Gallon thinks that he's He's killed everyone and he kind of like backs off basically after not being yep. able to break through the, the cubes, like we said.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and that gives fuel for get Alan later to be just as cocky. You know, it's like, oh, I literally cut them all down. This is. And, and I know it's like what he says in a later episode. It's like, what what happened? Like, they were not as powerful as I remember them being.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we flash over to our favorite troublesome trio. Uh, they're kind of coming across like some people that are almost like lifeless and dead, um, and they hear some screams from a nearby town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's yeah. a there's a demon in there, and it's it's taken souls. Um, and uh, <laughs> they kind of make it's like a I think this one's the red demon at first. Yeah, there's well, a red demon also there too. Okay, and
0: I mean I will say in the same episode, this is where we see them actually start eating the souls of people. This is how they're going to get stronger like cuz there's like two people like heckling where like where where this massive fucking hideout is. These people got <laughs> some stones on them. Like there's some weird shit. There's a half naked girl with abs better than yours and there's like these all these people with swords and weird looking people. When you're going to start talking shit to them?
1: Yeah, they're like what are you guys, guys doing out here? here? You're
0: so dead. You're so dead.
1: Yeah, so like the, the commandments are eating souls to like gain back their magical power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they I guess they've assigned these demons to uh to kind of collect the souls for him. Um
0: yeah, then we see old fucking big red, which I, I knew this was gonna happen. Like, you know, we had this really neat demon that we saw in the first season. I was just like a foot soldier that I'm gonna go and he's like Gucci Gucci Goo and gets all like the <laughs> souls and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Yeah, it's weird because like the trio makes very quick work of him.
0: Oh, they beat the, they they beat the shit out of him
1: yeah and then a gray demon appears um and yeah, obviously it's almost like
0: another it's almost like another albion kind of hmm
1: uh and then our old buddy hendrickson appears and they kind of joined he like suggests that they join forces and uh work together to kill this demon
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and this is bringing us right into episode six um
0: which i'm really i i like hendrickson like, I thought he was a good villain, so I'm still very, very, like, cautious and guarded as to what he's really doing.
1: Yeah, he in this episode, he, he tells Graham more that his fa- his father, like, his quote-unquote real father, because we got, like, an imposter Dreyfus, and we haven't seen, like, the real Dreyfus. Um, mm-hmm. But he tells him that he's still alive. Um, Henderson defeats the, the gray demon, uh, and he he reveals a lot here. This is a... Got a lot of terminology here, a lot of names to remember. Um, uh-huh. So I'll kind of go through this as quick and as like as quick as I can. Uh, so Hendrickson reveals that Zaratross, which was the guy that got strung up and was the one that the Sins got framed for killing, that he was a druid, and that word will come up again later. Then we flashback ten years ago when Dreyfus and Hendrickson are investigating Danafall, which is a town that's going to come up a few more times. Uh, they, they discover this giant hole in the ground. Uh, we were revealed that Hendrickson was a druid. Uh, he reveals that female druids become apostles of the goddess. Mm-hmm. So we know that Elizabeth is a druid. Because if you remember back from season one, Hendrickson needed the blood of the apostle of the goddess. Yep. <laughs> you still with me, Chris? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm, I am here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turns out Hendrickson was kicked out of his hometown as a child for having an acid ability i don't know what that has anything to do with anything but they made it seem like it was a point um so i got that then they get there they're looking around at the bottom of this giant hole in the ground and this kind of like smoky demon uh attempts to take over Dreyfus, but he has like too strong of a will and actually jumps into hendrickson's body instead <sighs>
0: This is I got lost here. Yeah, I was there, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's
1: a lot happening here. Um, uh-huh. And then Dreyfus absorbs the demon, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot. Um, but then flashback to present time, Hendrickson reveals that he and Dreyfus killed Zaratros and framed the seven deadly sins. Um, uh-huh. And this demon that took over them was known as Froden. Whichever? Which, yeah, which I believe is one of the Ten Commandments now.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's the one we see that is pretty much Dreyfus.
1: Yeah, and Froden was also the killer of Liz, like, killed Liz. Um, which obviously that's Meliodas' like, love interest from the past. Now we're back to the regular crew in Camelot. So after all that weird shit happens, Meliodas awakens in Camelot. Merlin is still turned to stone. Uh, gother kind of reveals his full plan and he's like back in like his i guess you'd call it human form like he's not like a little tiny doll anymore yep um merlin has transferred herself to a like this little ball thing
0: yeah like she's almost like her like her soul is
1: yeah it's actually like her it's her sacred treasure is what it is Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah so she can like still talk and she can kind of bring up like a like a, I don't know if it's like a hologram body um, but she like you can see her um, uh-huh. yeah her sacred treasure is called the morning star Alden uh-huh. um, but yeah so she reveals uh, kind of goes through another another little power level she has her own like scouter ability um, and she reveals everybody's power levels and says that Elizabeth and Arthur need to awaken their power which, it's mm-hmm, it's kind of exci- I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Arthur, because we haven't seen, like, obviously you can fight with a sword, but we haven't seen, like, anything, nothing crazy, right?
0: No, no, nothing. Nothing crazy at all with Arthur. And I'm ready to see that shit shake loose.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, they kind of decide that they need to find Escanor, who's the sin of pride. I believe he's pride. Um, I could be wrong, though, because, I don't know, we'll get into that later. Um. King comes back to Camelot because obviously Bond told him that, hey, Deanne's got her memories back. You need to go after that girl. Um, Obviously, King has a major crush on Deanne. uh, But, of course, Chris, he gets back to Deanne, and it turns out she doesn't remember who he is.
0: God, this hurts so bad, Cody. God damn it.
1: Yeah, it almost be, (laughs) I don't want to say too easy, but like, they got to keep uh, this little, like, back-and-forth thing going on between these two.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So diving into you, episodes... You can't,
0: just give, you can't just give King the girl right off the bat. No, yeah, he's
1: got to work season after season, it seems like, for her. <laughs>
0: oh, of course, of course.
1: But yeah, right into episode seven we go. Deanne has amnesia. Um, she kind of gets another moment where they, like, glow pink, kind of like they did before. Um mm-hmm. And it almost seems like she's being controlled. Um, and she actually runs away. Oh.
0: Yeah, no, no. Okay. yeah, the, Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, and we get a... Uh, yeah, this is a really, really nice... Um, I, I actually really like this episode. A uh, really solid little flashback episode here.
1: Yeah, and Gother reveals to like the crew that he has erased Deanne's memories. Um, mm-hmm. So it's almost like Gother can't, hasn't learned his lesson from the last time he just did this two episodes prior. <sighs> Um, mm-hmm. which prompts King, obviously, to, to to lay the smack down on him. Um, God. And Deanna apparently is on her way to Megadoza, which is probably... Megadoza. Yeah, <laughs> sounds
0: like a, sounds like, a, like a fucking death metal band. Like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best-named town so far, outside of maybe Camelot. Oh, 100%. Um, but this is the home of the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, Chris, we get a good flashback of 16 years in the past, and we meet... Mm-hmm a bunch of giants. We meet Matrona, who's kind of like Deanne's trainer and like, uh, I guess like leader on like the battlefield and then their friend, or Deanne's friend, Dolores. Uh, And they're, it basically seems like the giants are being used by the humans to like, kind of do their fighting for them. Like they pay for That's the
0: vibe I got.
1: Yeah, it's like they're paying for like, I don't don't, I'm trying to think of like a good name for it. They're almost like,
0: like um, not like
1: uh like a hired hand basically
0: yeah yeah for lack of a better way to put it that's not, that sounds good to me
1: yeah and then we see the moment where Meliodas and Deanne first met um mm-hmm. she was kind of getting like heckled by some soldiers um
0: yeah th- th- I I really really like this um because I, I I'm glad to see where her just where her infatuation with him came from and I know you know we'll see more of that later but no no I agree with you I thought it was really really cool to see him just kind of because she she didn't really know what the hell was going on with people she didn't understand people she didn't know what to do
1: yeah and like Dolores talked with her and they were like talking about if like that they wanted to run away together or something like that um, mm-hmm. and they kind of get sent on their own separate missions and when Deanne comes back it turns out that Dolores got killed while guarding, like, this mining oh, town. Oh,
0: so sad. So sad, because all she wanted to do was have babies.
1: Yeah, and, uh... She was sent there by Matrona. So oh. Deanna obviously gets upset at Matrona. They kind of fight for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of settle down and, like... Make amends, sort of. Matrona, what a bitch. Yeah. And then, uh... So then they're fighting... Or they're helping out, like, a group of soldiers. And... There's, there's some evil guys in this group. Uh, turns out that this guy has a magic that kind of makes sounds out of nowhere. So he's instructing Matrona, like, where to go. And he, he actually ends up trapping Matrona in, like, this... Kind of like this, like, I don't know, like a fall trap? Like, where she falls into it and gets trapped in it, basically. Um, and she breaks out of that, and they start fighting with these soldiers. Well, these soldiers have, like, these poison arrows. Um... And so while she's trying to protect Deanne, she gets hit by one of the arrows, uh, and it seems like she dies. Um,
0: yeah, which, by the way, um, she she Deanne literally just went to her heavy metal form, which is stronger i guess but i guess they also said that any just a scratch from these poison arrows can be
1: fatal so yeah because we do get a a moment earlier and i don't have it in my notes but like dn and dolores were practicing their their heavy metal ability where they like turn to metal Mm -hmm. um
0: and dolores was not good at it
1: yeah and it turns out matrona matrona knew what these arrows were about like she knew that if you get scratched or hit by these things at all that they could kill you um so yeah, it appears Matrona dies at this point. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, and then Chris, we get our first uh, our post credit scenes have returned.
0: Yeah, I, that, I'm glad you said that because like up until this point, like I had to like stop Netflix from cutting like going to the next episode every time. But then I quickly realized that oh, if there's no post credit scene, Netflix keeps going. But yeah, I was wondering when these were going to come back.
1: Yeah, I do like that Netflix. We'll skip it forward if it knows it like knows that whether or not there's going to be a scene there. So that's kind of nice. Uh, although I still hate these things, but yes. Anyhow, we got the sins. They're on their way to Megadoza to find to catch up with Deanne. Uh, We get a small flashback of Deanne. Uh, kind of what happens after Maturna quote unquote dies. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out the soldiers like basically frame her, uh, and she's being ordered to be beheaded. Um, by, like, the kingdom of Leonis, and, mm-hmm. of course, Meliodas steps in, and he's like, hey, I have orders by the king that he's gonna, like, watch over her. So it kind of, like, seems like that's when she first joins the sins.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back, it, yeah, they pretty much, Meliodas comes in, and she says that she's in the order of the king. She's now in my custody.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of our little post credit scene. Um, so now we're going into episode eight, uh, mm-hmm. We find Deanne. She's walking kind of on her own. Uh, And she gets caught kind of between a rock and a hard place. Uh, Gallon's there. Mm -hmm. She kind of... She actually comes up on their little evil lair-based castle thing. Um, So Gallon attacks her, and then on the other side of her, she's got Monspeet, who's another one of the Commandments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we don't know too much about him just yet. Um, But, Chris, she's actually rescued by a familiar face. (laughs) Who? Could have sworn just died in the previous episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're staring down the barrel of some Matrona again. <laughs> yep, and I, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, so she kind of gets her out of harm's way. They kind of narrowly escape. Um, and Monspeed actually detects that Meliodas is nearby. Um, and we, we're kind of flashing back and forth between the fight scene and the sins like running on Hawk's mom, mm-hmm. like that. So they're on their way. Uh, and Meliodas can detect. Gowan Monspeet, he's like, a, there's somebody else there with some power, obviously, that's Matrona. Uh, and Monspeet, he can detect them as well. And he shoots this, like, Firebird, like, tracking thing to make sure it's, like, really Meliotis. Mm-hmm. Um, which quickly gets swallowed up by uh, Hawk's mom, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, I <laughs> thought this was pretty cool. Hawk's mom just definitely just, just hauls ass.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting little it adds some use to hawk's mama outside of just like being the traveling tavern Uh Um, but like i said matrona and deanne they like escape underground um matrona's obviously pretty pretty messed up from the attacks of uh gallon Uh Uh, and merlin actually suggests that they kind of turn around because she can sense that that deanne and whoever she's with they're gone now Uh, and so she believes them to be safe um and she suggests that they make their way to another very long named place, but it's the holy land of the druid Druids, Druid's Istar, to find Meliodas' power that she had taken from him ten years prior.
0: Yep, and this was, so, uh, this was some, this was, uh, this, these next couple episodes coming up here are pretty neat. It's very much a, I feel like we're gonna get some hyperbolic time chamber shit going on here. That's exactly
1: you know? what I. That's exactly what I called it. Uh, we got a <laughs> got a lot of Dragon Ball Z references. Um, so oh, if you guys as, are, as it should be. Yeah, we got the Scouter. We got King going Super Saiyan two. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyhow, she also does. We get like a, a small little clip, um. Of like Meliodas' rage getting let out, um, and the, Merlin says this is from ten years prior. And she says like that it was a girl, a human girl that got hurt. And from the back, like it's just the back of her head and it almost looks like Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested to see if we'll see any more of that. Because the, their whole past when they got framed is kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Still, even to this point. Um,
0: yeah, no, absolutely.
1: But anyhow, they get to Ishtar and we meet the two druid chiefs, Jinnah and Zaneri. As well as Theo. Uh, they're like, priest-protector guy who turns out to be a 15-year-old.
0: Yeah, he's so... It's just so... Ch- <laughs> stocky. just fucking yeah. built like a brick shitter.
1: Yeah, he's... <laughs> he's built like Arnold. Like, <laughs> this yes. dude's huge. And turns out he's only 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Meliodas obviously wants his power back, so he goes with Zaneri. She takes him mm-hmm. and Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, begrudgingly takes Elizabeth because he seems... Or she seems like like this bitch you know what I mean when she (laughs) Uh, sees Elizabeth
1: yeah every girl it seems like in the show has the hots for Meliodas outside of Mm -hmm. maybe like Jericho and maybe a couple others Um,
0: yeah
1: but it turns out he's gotta overcome this trial Mm -hmm. to regain his power Um, and he opens his eye like they start the trial and he opens his eyes and he's in in Danafall, which is that town I mentioned earlier Uh, Mm -hmm. and this is obviously it's I guess you'd call it like a Like a simulation, or well, yeah, it's it's, like in his head, basically.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, and he's greeted by his past lover, Liz. Uh, Yep, that's a
0: good way to end that episode.
1: Yep, Uh, and then we go into episode nine. We Mm -hmm. we flash over to Bon and Jericho for a little bit. Yep, they're they're kind of following leads, trying to figure out. They've heard some rumors um, that there's somebody that can bring people back to life. Um, Mm -hmm. So they make their way to the town of Thieves, which is called Ravens.
0: Yep. This is this was a very fun episode too.
1: Yeah, um, and it turns out Bond has a history here, uh, and we'll get back we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and Zaneri, we flash back to her, and she actually gives Elizabeth her own trial because um, mm-hmm. she knows she's a druid and she has to get like a it's like the seed to bloom without having any light or water. Um, but anyhow, we got that going on. Meanwhile, inside of Melio- Meliodas' trial we get to meet uh what i call bird hawk which is (laughs) wandle yes just like this little bird that happens to have the same exact voice as uh our old friend hawk Mm -hmm. and then we flash forward inside of this like dream world or inside of his trial it's a dead wandle on the ground so he he doesn't last long at all no (laughs) and then obviously liz's demise uh, and Meliodas is—he's basically forced to kind of relive, relive these good and bad memories. Um, mm-hmm. And the objective of this, of this is to completely remove any emotion of his past, so it'll help him control basically his rage.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is hard, right? Like, give, given the the circumstance here, that's that's not an easy task.
1: Yeah, he basically has to like relive his entire life with Liz, that he's like cherished and everything like that, and then watch her die. And have no emotion to any of that. Which he he's obviously struggles immensely with. Um Oh, of course. Then we flash over to Jenna, and she's the other the the chief of the of Ishtar.
0: Yep, yeah, and she's outside with everybody else.
1: Yeah, she's getting kinda getting them ready for their training. Uh, and she reveals that another group had arrived just before the Sin showed up. And mm-hmm. an ol outsteps old Hendrickson. Um yeah. King was ready to fucking scrap. <laughs> yeah, by the way. yeah, definitely. Um, and Hendrickson's with the trio, and they they're they're already training with Jenna. Um, so yeah, like you said, King's ready to scrap because obviously he doesn't trust Hendrickson one bit, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Meliodas, he eventually passes the test, and I I put that in quotes because he doesn't erase his emotion, but he still passes the test. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. He but it's he gets weird. I guess they, they count that as passing the test, so... Anyhow, back in... Sounds good. We flash back over to Ravens, uh, the the town of thieves, and uh, Jericho and Bond, they get, like, a room with the guy offers of a room.
0: <laughs> and it's such a dump. There's, like, roaches on the wall, and Jericho's <laughs> not having it.
1: Yeah, but they hear this man being attacked outside, and the the people that are, like... Yeah, very conveniently, oh, by the but way. But
0: before that, before that, you know, Jericho tries to make her move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you sure you don't want to share the bed with me? And he's like, no, nah, I'm used to sleeping on the floor. It's cool.
1: Yeah, she's like, I don't want you to catch a cold. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they hear this guy getting kind of beat up outside, and they hear him being accused of being this man that's bringing people back from the dead, mm-hmm. which is super convenient that's happening right outside the room.
0: Well, and it's also fun. well, like, Jericho wants to go down and help And Bond's like nah don't worry about it Then when they hear him accused like, Bond's like out the window like <laughs> On the ground beating up the thieves Like immediately and Jericho's like The fuck
1: Yeah so uh they, they come to the rescue Uh And it turns out that this guy's a beast man Or a werewolf, mm-hmm. actually Um and he says that the rumors aren't true And he kind of He collapses from like exhaustion Or something like that um Then we actually get a little bit of a flashback to some of Bond's childhood of him stealing and, like...
0: Yeah, this was a a really good episode. Like, anytime I get to see some more past that doesn't feel... Like, this didn't feel forced. Like, it... it, Because it clearly lets us know that Bond had a history here already, and now we get to see what that history is. and And clearly it matters for this episode.
1: Yeah, he gets thrown into prison, like, being, like, a petty little criminal kid. Um... And he meets Zhivago, yeah. Zhivago, something like that. Uh, and he's like this guy that plans to escape, mm-hmm. and that's where this episode ends. Um, then we dive right into episode ten. Um, things, are,
0: things are heating up.
1: Yeah, Jenna is ordering everybody to pair up and begin training. Um, this is like like we said earlier; it's like the hyperbolic time chamber almost. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back in Ravens, Bond and this beast man they're talking and all while this is happening, they're seeing flashbacks of like his time with Zhivago. And this whole time I was kind of getting the sense. I'm like, I bet this beast man's going to end up being Zhivago.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You learn that real quick, especially when you start to realize that like there's a bond formed here. Right. And then they get separated for a while and it, 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 it was tough. Right. Especially when you start talking about when you find out Zhivago is the beast man. Um, because he talked about when he was t- with Bond, he talked about like his children. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, his son, like S- S- Selian, I think is his name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he ended up teaching Bond how to like steal. Kind of like raised him as like a little brother. It seemed like. Um, yeah And or I guess I should say more of a father figure. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're seeing some more of that. Um. And then I guess they were on their way to do like a big heist. And Bond, Bond's like, "Where's Jivago at? Can't find him anywhere." Bond goes out to go and try and like make the move, like to steal whatever they're stealing,
0: and fucks up.
1: Yeah, fucks up, gets caught. Jivago, he like overslept. He's on his way to find Bond. He overhears him getting his ass beat. <laughs>
0: he went to go buy cigarettes and never came <laughs>
1: home. Yeah, and ironically enough, as right before Zivago is going to save Bond from these soldiers, some other soldiers are like. Hey, we found a beastman cub up in the mountains, and I'm like, "That's pretty, pretty convenient." All right, mm-hmm. so he has to make the choice between saving Bond or going back and trying to save his son. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, you definitely know, like, Zhivago has been revealed as the, this current beastman. Yep. Um, so he runs back to find his kid. His kid dies. So he's it, kind of like it, it. You you really this one
0: this one was a gut wrencher, man.
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, he basically went back to try and save his son, and his son has obviously been attacked, and ends up dying basically in his arms, uh, so it's, yeah, like you said, it's a gut-wrencher, um, then we flash back, a little, little less somber note, we got Jenna, and she's, she's beginning the training of the others, uh, and Meliodas, now he's come out of his training, or his, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, his trial, uh, him and Her- Hendrickson kind of exchange some words and actually thank each other, and it seems like all is well um, between those two.
0: Mm, which is odd because, I mean, it, like, really right now, like King is the only one that definitely has an issue with Hendrickson for good reason, but, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he, he was still pissed about, um, uh, I, his name eludes me, the, the other fairy. Uh, Helbrum. Helbrum. Helbrum, thank you. I can't wait to call him Bryn but it's not that. <laughs> Helbrum, Yes.
1: Yeah, that's a name for another cast unfortunately. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, yeah,
0: no, like he 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 was that's why, you know, King has the hang up about trusting Hendrickson because of what he did to help him.
1: Yeah, there there's a lot to be mad at for Hendrickson, so it's odd that Eliottus kind of just accepts him. Uh it's almost like The Fast and the Furious movie. Um Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but anyhow. <laughs> so the group
0: Also another cast for another time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the group is uh, they pay, they pair up and they start training, um, and they each get to choose like a it's called a goddess amber. It Basically, is this jewel that has a monster inside for them to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see some, I think it's like Hauser and Gilthunder are paired up, mm-hmm. Hawk and Oslo, um, Meliodas and King actually get paired up, and Meliodas asks King to be open-minded about Hendrickson. Uh, and he, he informs him that he was being controlled by uh, Frodo Baggins. Uh, yes, <laughs> whatever the name, Fredering? Fred-ering? Um, huh. Fred! Old, <laughs>
0: old fucking Fred. Yeah.
1: Um, and King, this obviously upsets King, so he starts questioning like how Meliodas could like yep. say these things, how he knows so much about the Ten Commandments. He's like, are you a member of the demon race? Like, we don't know your true identity. i mm-hmm. um, raising some very good questions because...
0: Oh, questions that I, I was actually having as well because there's clearly something to Meliodas that I, I feel like he he makes he makes a deal with some, like there there's clearly going to be a connection with him and whoever this demon king is.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a lot of questions there, um, and then, now we're right right in episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, king and Meliodas they they start fighting uh king is questioning whether or not meliodas is an ally and like what his goals are uh-huh. Then we flash back over to Bond, Jericho and Zhivago. Um, uh-huh. And we actually get uh, uh some more backstory with Bond. He reveals that he had a sister that like passed away when he was 4.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um He tells Zhivago about like his journey that he drank from the fountain of youth, which it turns and Jivago out
0: Zhivago was like holy shit, it's real.
1: Yeah, you actually found it. Like, it turns out Jivago was actually the one that kind of set him on that course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... There, there's some more rumors about, like, the dead coming back to life, um, which is causing a stir at the Fairy King Forest. There, there's a lot happening here. This is one of those scenes where you gotta pay attention. Because, like, mm-hmm. we see, like, this... This mom and this son, and they're at, like, their father's gravestone. And as they, like walk away you see like almost like something out of like night of the living dead you see the hand come out of like the dirt Uh, so somebody's raising the dead um but anyhow bond has a little sentimental moment with jericho and kind of makes her feel good because he tells her that she's the first human he can tolerate um (laughs) and him him and jivago they kind of talk about their difficult choices because obviously bond's still kind of upset that he attacked meliotis
0: well, because he had like that choice he had to make. He's like, I had to, like, I had to choose between the like my love and my best friend.
1: Yeah, and Zivago kind of sympathizes with him because he's like, hey, I had to choose between you and my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of have a, a little moment. Um, mm-hmm. And Zivago instructs him to basically just let Meliodas know everything, like let everything out, and just beg for forgiveness. And he's like, and and then he actually ends up passing away here. Uh, it's kind of like his last little last little moment. Um, yep. Then we flashback. So we got Zavago. I believe is dead. I think he's dead dead. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, you, 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 you never, never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That's
0: right. It's anime. They could easily be alive.
1: That's right. Get the dragon balls. Wish him back in no time. Um,
0: That's right. We got scouters. Why not have fucking dragon balls? <laughs> yep. We got scouters. We got dragons. We could easily have dragon balls.
1: Yep, and we flash back in, inside the hyperbolic time chamber. Of course, um, mm-hmm. we got King and Meliodas. They're still fighting, and the King's questioning Meliodas whether or not he could possibly be a commandment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Meliodas questions whether or not King is the fairy king, because he's like, "Well, you ain't got any wings," <laughs> mm-hmm. which actually is. Yeah,
0: know. he's he. I I do, he, I do think it's odd that he looks different aesthetically than the rest of the fairies. Yeah,
1: you're the only fairy without wings. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get some more backstory on that. Um, and Jenna even
0: Meliodas is like, just trust me. Like I, I just I just need you to trust me.
1: Yeah, Jenna orders them to stop, and Meliodas basically says he's like, hey man, I can't tell you the full story right now. Which obviously we don't know the full story either, so we're kind of we're in King's position. we're left in the dark here. Yep. Uh, and then she returns Meliodas's power to him, which is a pretty cool scene because it's like this giant like orb of power
0: mm-hmm. well what what also happens too while they're fighting and i think it's kind of important like king he he's able to like concentrate the water that he's that turns it into bullets and that kind of helps meliodas like concentrate the wrath or whatever that's in him into like this little orb yeah,
1: it's kind of interesting it's like king has another power that we've we haven't seen revealed yet um, mm-hmm. so that's cool he could have used that when he was getting his ass beat by hauser uh, oh, from, yeah, I mean, um, it's just, it, it
0: just <laughs> like the fucking thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's also like the, the thing with bomb. Like, oh, yeah, I've got this restoration thing. They just make shit up as they go. and I, You know what? I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, it, small stuff like that I think is fine. Um, mm-hmm. But anyhow, Meliodas has uh, Merlin transport him to where the, the Ten Commandments are after he gets his power and absorbs it all. Uh, so he just kind of abruptly shows up at the Ten Commandments base, and uh, him and Gallon start fighting. He kind of whips the snot out of him, mm-hmm. and uh, Zaneri reveals to the others that he has complete control over his rage. Um, yep. And then Meliodas kind of warns the Commandments, and that's where episode eleven ends.
0: Yep.
1: And now we're into our final episode, Chris.
0: It's uh... been. It's been good again lots to take in a lot of small nuances so I, I definitely urge anybody i if i would have had more time i probably would have watched this set of 12 again because there are again a lot of little nuances that are happening
1: yeah a lot yeah like you said it's stuff you gotta really pay attention to the details um but this is where the commandments they kind of begin their their plan to overtake all of britannia um, yep
0: they're they're done fucking around at this point
1: yeah because they know Meliotus has got his full power back he's nobody to be fucked with um and they split up into the pairs of their own, um, and kind of they like divvy up to different cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see Dreyfus, our Imposter so Dreyfus, Baggins. <laughs> uh, and we meet Arden and Deldry, who are members of the Pleiades or Pilates of the Azure Sky. Of course, Oh, those guys. Yeah, we get meet two more members of them, uh, and they're ta- tailing Imposter Dreyfus. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of characters introduced in this, in this. 12 episodes um, then we go back to Meliodas he returns to the Sins lets him know kind of what happened when he went and saw the commandments and then everybody else returns from their training with Jenna um, turns out Elizabeth failed her her trial with uh, Zaneri Hawk her
0: little flower with the little pot of soil and the flower
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawk grew horns and like he can breathe fire out of his nose has
0: like samurai armor and yeah he's like <laughs> he's like half dragon half a uh, half pig,
1: yeah, Griamore got turned into a baby, <laughs>
0: yeah, that was weird,
1: and then arthur King Arthur has a cat on his head, so yep, a lot of weird shit happened in here no uh. and I
0: do one of the things I did like, and you know we we kind of glossed over it in the when um when Gil Thunder and um Hauser were were fighting like they they were two very different fighting styles and somehow like I I guess what I'm getting at is I like how they kind of had to embrace like the other style to pass their trial like Gil Thunder had this really cool like thunder armor on that he made like a construct almost Mm -hmm. very Green Lantern-ish kind of
1: yeah they kind of had to work together to defeat the the, the monsters and I thought that like you said that's cool Uh, unfortunately we didn't get that with King and Meliodas they just kind of talk shit on each other and then Mm kind of Called it quits when everybody else kind of said, Hey, you guys need to chill out. Um, but anyhow, Jenna realizes that Zaneri actually left the seed out of the goblet that Elizabeth was supposed to make grow without any. That bitch. Yeah, and uh, this is where things, if they're not already confusing now, they're going to get even more confusing because Zaneri tells Jenna that Elizabeth is the reincarnation of Liz.
0: Whoa. 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 Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I don't even know what to do with that. Uh,
0: yeah, we'll unpack that at a later time, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and we get, uh, Hawk hits us with another stats sheet update. Uh, God damn,
0: yeah, they've all powered up and <laughs> fucking leaves a zero off of Meliodas.
1: Yeah, we get the, we get the tail of the tape. Meliodas is now at 32,500 power. hmm Um, so he's, he's pretty damn strong. Um, yeah. And Meliodas, he basically decides that they need to go find the seventh sin, Escanor. Yep. yep. Uh, the he,
0: lion's sin of pride.
1: Yeah. And he believes that... Or he says that he is actually stronger than Meliodas is currently, like with all of his power. Um, mm-hmm. So that, then we flash back to the Ten Commandments. And this... I don't know this girl's name. The, um, the commandment... Uh, the one that's raising the dead.
0: Yeah. Uh, Melescula or something like that. Meleskula. Okay. Yeah something Ella one of
1: them uh <laughs> yeah. she's so she's raising the dead she's the one that's behind like the random dude coming back uh and chris of course if she's raising the dead that means elaine is uh, brought back
0: god here. yeah this was like i like i didn't think this was gonna happen but i'm really glad it did
1: yeah so elaine she actually attacks um the fairies that are in the fairy king forest uh, and she actually calls Oslo, because I guess Oslo is her dog, or her pet uh-huh. thing. Um, yep. And so King's like, what's going on with him? And he hears Helbrim from his helmet, he's like, hey. He like kind of gives him the scoop. He's like, somebody's opened a portal, yada, yada, yada. I- I'm almost confused a little bit, like, is Helbrim going to come back or not? Because this chick's raising the dead, so maybe it could happen, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and King... Instead of telling everybody what's going on, he just kind of says, hey, Meliodas. He still doesn't trust Meliodas, so he's like, hey, I'm leaving on my own. Um,
0: He's being a fucking drama queen about it. Yeah, he's
1: like, we don't know Meliodas' true identity. And then this is where Elizabeth, and I don't know if we've heard this before, but she reveals that she doesn't know who she is or her real parents are. Which I don't recall that being.
0: I don't think we've heard that.
1: Yeah, so that seems like a bigger issue than it. They make it seem like in the show because I was like, "Wait a minute! I thought your dad was the king of Leonis. Your yeah, sister was sw- yeah.
0: I thought you had a, you were the princess and you had two sisters and your dad was the king. You, yeah. It it all it all makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, and like she, it seemed like at the very beginning, like on the first episode, like she was having like premonitions similar to her father. So like. I don't know what the hell's going on with her anymore. Um,
0: yeah, I don't either. And unless this is just like, oh yeah, we should probably do this just to get some more mileage out of her character, and of course, you know, she shows up with a new outfit on, and of course, Meliodas absolutely <laughs> just goes batshit crazy. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Plants his face right up her skirt. <laughs> For VIP parking.
1: Yep. Um, but then we flash back to Bon and Jericho, and the the dead are coming back to life there. Yeah, this oh. was
0: weird because they're because they're like burying uh, they're burying uh Jivago, and then like there's some fucking creepy ass corpse that's like i hate women i hate women it's like <laughs> what what
1: yeah and then uh of course we get the scene where elaine shows up
0: yeah and like the- they, they they got they got to that a lot quicker than honestly i would have liked um I mean, I guess it makes sense, because I mean, this is where the episode ends, where like they're because the the corpse that 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 popped up that was like the the old fucking he man woman hater corpse, <laughs> um, like he runs Bond through, and Bond's like, oh, like, you're not just oh, you've got superhuman strength too. You're not just a corpse, you know. Yeah, you're not just a uh, like a
1: walking zombie or anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, Elaine arrives, plants a smooch on Bond. right
0: on the old kisser.
1: Yep, and then uh, that's where we get our our credits roll, and then we get our, our post credit scene, Chris. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, almost reminds me of a tavern. The only reason I'm a little bit confused is I think Escanor's the Sin of Pride, but on the door it says, like, gluttony something. Yeah. So that's where I got a little bit thrown off. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, um, this seems to be Escanor, the yep. the last sin. Um, and if it's not Escanor, it's just some strange old man. Yep. But yeah, that's. I'm excited. I'm excited to
0: see where this goes. This was.
1: Definitely excited.
0: Yeah, this was just. Like, there was a lot of build up here. There was a lot of. Again, like I said, the perfect way to describe this. And I thought it was paced very well. Now, some things happened a little quicker. Like I said, I I don't like that Elaine caught up to Bond so fast. I would have liked to maybe have that happen maybe an episode or two down the road, like, really build up to that. But.
1: I think that might be why she called Oslo to have him teleport her to where she is. So, like... I, I think I, I understand that because, like, as soon as she gets brought back to life, she's, like... destroys all the fairies. She's like, get away from me. You tried to hurt Bond talking to the Gearhead or whatever her name was. Gearhead! Gearhead, <laughs> Old Gearhead.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very much invested, again, the, the gripes that I had, the whole big sister bullshit, and then the, the power level thing, which... I feel like the power level thing I'm, I'm kind of stuck with it at this point. Probably also the big sister thing, unfortunately. But, like, I don't know. Like, I like, I like learning more about these characters. And I feel like we're kind of gearing up to a, a pretty major fight with somebody. Because, like, they're, they're mobilizing very quickly now. Like, the training's over. Now it's time to mobilize. And I feel like it's going to be just like season one. Where, like, the, 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 the whole second half is going to be nothing but fighting.
1: Yeah, definitely. They're definitely like gearing up for a giant war. Um, it seems like. I'm ready. And, My yeah, body's ready. I'm very excited. Like you said, there's there's some minor gripes. Obviously, uh, the scouter thing that Hawk has is very annoying. Um, yeah. I'm liking Hawk and less and less as the show goes on. Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: Hawk is quickly turning into Ninja Ninja for me.
1: Yeah, I don't even like his like half dragon look. I think it looks stupid. Um, it
0: looks. I, I like Hawk being you know the captain of Scrap's disposal. Yeah. Like that's that's where I think Hawk Hawk has the niche and that's where Hawk needs to be. But like, you know, whatever.
1: Overall, I'm looking forward to the next twelve episodes. Like I said, yeah. I don't I haven't seen this season as much as like I saw I saw the first season like three times. Um so I, I don't remember a lot going forward. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm well, excited. Good.
0: Yeah, this will be my first time and I'm just I'm really really excited to see where this goes. So uh next week we'll be covering uh episodes 12 uh 13 through 24 of season 3 and then we'll see kind of see where that goes and then I believe after that we've got the first half of season 4.
1: After that we got a movie.
0: A movie which yeah, is also on the Netflix that yeah, I'm got, excited about.
1: Yeah, we got the Seven Deadly Sins movie. I can't remember the like the subtitle for it. Um, yeah. There's a
0: tagline for it. I don't remember.
1: We'll, we'll have that figured out.
0: Um, yeah. Too fast, too furious, whatever. Too deadly, too <laughs> sin.
1: Yeah. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> that's but, right. But yeah, that wraps up our, our coverage of the first half of season three.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Um, but Cody, you know, we, we also like fun on this podcast, uh, more than others. And, um, to us, there's no more fun than questions. We love getting questions and we got two of them this week.
1: Yes, we do. Chris, um, I guess I'll, I'll start with I'll start with my question, and then I'll have yeah. you I'll have you go with yours. Um, yeah. What anime are you looking forward to reviewing most on this podcast?
0: Fuck. Um.
1: We might have to divvy this up a little bit, like say like one that you've seen and one that you haven't seen, or something like that.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack on this question, Cody. Uh, I think the one that I'm probably excited to review the most is is probably my hero academia but like like i guess if there's a series it's my hero but if there's a movie if oh fuck, if there's a movie man i don't know there's so many like i want to like i want to go back and like do some classic movies like again like akira project echo robot carnival even uh like even um the, the OAV eight man after that was put together in an actual movie or like lens man. Like I want to see, I want to do like a classic movie that I'm, so honestly I'd probably have to say lens man. It might be the one like movie that I'm excited to review eventually.
1: Okay. And is, is that something you've seen before or yes? Yeah. Okay. So what, what's something that you haven't seen that you're looking forward to
0: something that I haven't seen? Um, probably oh, man, probably something like one punch man okay or megalobox i i I keep hearing that's really really good
1: interesting okay yeah there's a lot of new anime coming out every every Ah. day like literally every single day Um, yeah no for sure i think i'm trying to think of one that i'm really looking forward to doing uh as far as a movie goes i'm looking forward to doing like probably your name um Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like one of my favorite animated movies. Yeah,
0: um, you, you'll have to sell me on that one because that's the I'll one do. I have not seen. So oh we'll see. man,
1: Chris! Well, uh, it, we'll we'll get into that when we get there. Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't want to spoil anything. Fair enough. Um, but an anime that I, I look forward to recording or reviewing. I'm sorry. That's mm. what
0: we do here. We uh, we we record. We're dubbing our own <laughs> anime. That's what yeah, we're re- doing here.
1: That's right. Recorded and reviewed. Trying to think of a good one. Uh,
0: Finding one you haven't seen is probably harder for you because you've seen a lot more than I have.
1: Yeah, one that I haven't seen. Um, I've, I'm actually pretty interested in Parasite, I haven't seen that okay okay i've seen it pops up on the loading screen on like netflix and hulu um so i'm mm-hmm. interested in that i'm also interested in this new blood of zeus that just came out
0: yeah yeah i've actually i, I i've been wanting to watch it but i'm
1: holding off on it cause that's exactly what i'm doing
0: because <laughs> i know we'll watch it eventually
1: i was like man i kind of want to watch this and i'm like well i'll just nominate it or one, exactly. of, one of us will nominate it here soon i'm sure mm-hmm. um so probably those for like the ones i haven't seen um yep. but yeah chris you had the other question right
0: yeah yeah so the other question came to us it was uh do you guys collect any uh anime merchandise you know things like shirts statues whatever um and cody so do you do you collect uh are, are you a teetotal nerd because i know you and i were kind of like talking about stuff off the cast um trinkets and doodads that we have mm-hmm. so what do you collect
1: well outside of like the physical copies of like some of my favorite anime so like i have death note and, like, I have Afro-Samurai. Uh, I have Afro-Samurai Resurrection, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh But outside of that, I have a few t-shirts. I almost don't ever wear them. Like, I have, like, a bunch of Death Note t-shirts that I just kind of keep in my closet just to, like, have. I don't know why.
0: Are you ashamed of them?
1: No. Because um, I'm wearing my
0: anime t-shirts all the time.
1: Not at all. I just... Maybe I have one, like, Chibi-L t-shirt that's kind of, uh, you know. Hmm. Maybe it's the one you shouldn't wear. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, but recently, Chris, I know I've talked to you about it. I've been pretty addicted to buying Funko Pops, um, yeah. which is a huge problem. But they're just so cool.
0: Well, they're cool, and like ten bucks a pop is so attractive. Well, when I say ten bucks a pop, most of them are ten bucks. Maybe the harder ones to find can be a little bit more expensive.
1: Oh yeah, they go up from there. Uh,
0: yeah, like the like I also because yours are what Dragon Ball Z.
1: Yeah, I have mostly Dragon Ball Z. Um, I kind of do a, a, like a hunt a week. Like I just kind of go around and I go to like Barnes and & Noble and like the mall and just kind of look for like Naruto, my hero. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously trying not to spend too much money, but...
0: And I, don't, don't... You sent me the photo. I saw that Exodia, the Forbidden One uh, up oh, there yeah. in the corner.
1: Oh, yeah. Had to, had to have that. Uh, but yeah, Funko Pops have become the new thing. Um Outside of that I have some manga Like I, I know I mentioned before I had the Death Note manga And like the Death Note mm-hmm. book um, Like the prequel book um, Trying to think if there's anything else That's probably it that I can think of
0: mm-hmm. I've, not, I've got a few things as well like, I'm I'm I'm, Very similar
1: I might have a Naruto headband somewhere I don't know
0: Nice I, I, <laughs> I would not put it past you <laughs> um, like I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, like I've got Funko Pops, like I've got, m- mine aren't just related to anime, I've got like some Magic the Gathering ones, I've got some Street Fighter ones, but uh, the My Hero ones are the main ones, And you know, I've paid, well, I think I got the Mirio one, which is my favorite, I think that was like 20 bucks, but worth every penny. Um, I've got some of the My Hero statues, and I think I mentioned that before, I've got an All Might and a Dobby statue um i want to get more of those there's a mirio one out that i want uh lemillion um so i'm a big fan of like statues like things uh at the time i started collecting them because they were on my desk at work when i was working and when i was still working uh insurance uh claims and i was uh, i had a desk i would put all my anime statues and like my funko pops like they'd be on my desk great conversation starters um But now, like there, I just kind of have a trinket and doodad shelf that they sit on. But uh, t-shirts, yeah, I've got plenty of. I got an All Might hoodie that I wear. I mean, if you've been to a Final Fantasy event and you've seen me, I I, sometimes I wear it depending on where I'm at. I've got a a Manita shirt from uh, from my hero. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've got I've I've had some art books in the past. Um, Again, I used to I used to buy Shonen Jump weekly when it came out so yeah I'm, I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of I mean obviously, Vampire Hunter I have like Vampire Hunter D like novels and some of them have like a mono art in them which is really fucking cool um, so yeah little things like that obviously, uh, I'm a big I, I, I'm i about to nerd out real hard here um, <laughs> like it, I, you know because sometimes anime and video games can blur the line like I'm a big fan of Fire Emblem Fire Emblem's one of my favorite video game franchises of all time and there's a Japanese only trading card game that's all like original art and all really cool stuff so like I collect the Fire Emblem card game and I, I typically don't collect card games but I collect this one because the art is so beautiful um, so I guess you I guess you can consider that an anime collectible even though it is more of a video game but there's you know it's all done in that anime style so that's one of my favorites that I have one of my favorite things just a bunch of Fire Emblem trading card games cards
1: yeah and i'm glad you mentioned trading card games and i'm glad you mentioned exodia chris because of course you know I, I still got a few yu-gi-oh cards right <laughs> oh, of course
0: you do of course you do um, yu-gi boy <laughs> um
1: but yeah i think that that's about all the anime merchandise i have um
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm sure i'll uh, obviously doing the podcast it definitely makes me want to get more stuff like
0: mm-hmm. oh like it makes me want to get more t-shirts like I, i'm a big fan of t-shirts for the things that i like um, oh, I forgot. I, I do have some like Yu Yu Hakusho merchandise. I've got a bunch of stickers, and um, I play Universes, which has a Yu Yu Hakusho set in it. So, you know, I have a Kuwabara deck that I took to Worlds. Interesting. So, so anime, anime is what I'm all about.
1: Yeah, I actually, I, we talked briefly about anime shirts. I actually got they they have Funko Pop shirts or sets mm. that come with like a shirt and a pop. So I got. Two of the Dragon Ball That's Z ones strange. recently, um, and they're pretty cool. Uh, something that it, it's it's just feeds the Funko collection even more. Uh. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and like I want, I want to buy. Like I look online and like I want a Seven Deadly Sins T-shirt. Like I just want one because I like the characters and like I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just all about it. I, I'm I'm becoming invested in the stories that you know for the most part that we're watching, and it, it makes me want. Like I I like having that stuff bleed out. And I'm not afraid to I. I'm one of those people that I'll wear those shirts all fucking day. Like, I'm...
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like like you said, it's like a conversation starter.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, because you... Like, because anime is one of those things that more people like it than you think like it.
1: Yeah, like, I was at... Um, I was actually at a local comic book shop the other night, and I asked him, I was like, hey, do you guys have any Funko Pops here? And the girl behind the counter, she's like, we only have a couple, and we only have Gon and Hisuka from Hunter x Hunter. And I'm like where are those at? I'm buying those both right now. <laughs> She's like, oh, you watch it? And we just, we kind of like just talk for a few minutes, you know? Yeah. It's it's
0: like, a, it's a, anime is a conversation starter, man.
1: Absolutely. Straight up. Um, And I think the podcast definitely inspires me to want to like collect more. Like I, I need some Totoro merch. Like, God,
0: I need some Totoro merch too. It's like, I want like a big Totoro stuffed animal that just like sits in the corner.
1: Yeah, definitely. I need a cat bus. I got to find oh. a cat bus. Where's Don't that?
0: we all need a cat bus?
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, Chris, you got anything else you want to mention before we, we close out?
0: No, man, I'm just excited to dive back into uh, finish off season three. Um, again, this show's really got its hooks into me. Uh, the the gripes again. I I, I say this every week. The the gripes I have with the show are so minor. They make me, they're they're like eye rolling, right? Like they they make me roll my eyes. But I but they they quickly bring you back in, and I think that's that's just good the way they can do that. Cause sometimes I'll watch a show and they just make me roll my eyes and my eyes roll right out, right off the fucking TV <laughs> and into something else. Um, but yeah, I'm right. Re- I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going. And, uh, I'm excited to see what comes down the pipe, especially now that we've, uh, w- I feel like we, we both kind of have like blood of Zeus on the brain and maybe that one, we, m- we might force that one next, but I don't <laughs> know.
1: It might happen. Uh, we'll have to see. We got a lot of, we got my hero coming up with a new oh, season. God, yeah, we do. Attack on Titan has a final season, and those are both uh, some two long animes. Uh-huh. So yep. we're gonna have to we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to nominate them all and see what see what the audience votes for.
0: Yeah, and you know with with COVID cases spiking, I don't think anything's gonna change anytime soon. So we're gonna have uh, plenty of time to watch anime.
1: Absolutely, and uh, just some quick plugs for you guys. Like I mentioned before, you guys get to vote on on our next anime that we do watch. Um, you can follow us at Shonen Insuds on Twitter and you can go to our Facebook page, which is also at Shonen and Suds. You can just type that in, drop us a like, and you'll be able to see all of our posts. We usually just post the episodes. Um, but yeah, that'll be a quick link for those. And, uh, that's all Shonen I got, Chris.
0: and Suds.
1: That's right, Chris. I got, I got to finish off this Aloha Beaches before we wrap up here. Uh,
0: oh, indeed, indeed. I crushed mine. I, I fucking stone cold Steve Austin, in my beer down. It's great.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it is good. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Yeah, but that's all i got this week man
1: that's it guys this is episode 15 of shonen it's uh it's chris we are we're halfway to 20 no no we're halfway to 30 one of my oh man aloha beaches it's getting to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sneaks up on you man it creeps up but that's awesome yeah this, so this was episode 15 that's pretty awesome
1: yep and guys i am cody snodgrass
0: and i am chris adams and thank you 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 for listening as always
1: Aloha beaches.
0: Aloha beaches? I fucking love that.